<laughs> See, I got to see you this time while I did it, Slee. It's a little much bit better. better when I can look at you directly. I know what's coming up next, so it's, it's more uh, intimate. much, much better. Much yeah, more intimate. You look directly into my eyes, and I appreciate you doing it that way. <laughs> yeah, so um, your weekend, we, you know, I obviously had to work a little bit. You had to work on Friday. You had to work a little bit yesterday. We didn't get into what, what you got done this weekend. We, uh, Travis had the, the Travis weekend. There was the Masters, got to play a little golf, no base. It was, it was a very, very good weekend for me. What about you? Uh, Saturday, I was so freaking lazy. I was so lazy. It's a good feeling. You know where I went? Guess where I went to for two Saturdays in a row. Where did I went you to go? the I went to the Sichuan restaurant. Again. Oh, did you go back? Same place. There you go, bro. Just it was so good. So I it was one of those days where I really didn't do much, and I kind of knew, you know, you just know you're lazy. So, oh, how about this? On um, on Saturday morning, I get an alert on my phone, and let me read to you the alert. This is this is perfect to get at an all around nine in the morning. It says, "Emergency SOS: the approximate location of Lady Slee." And it says, you are receiving this message because Lady Slee, they even say Lady Slee in the message, listed you as an emergency contact. Oh, jeez. So I'm like, what the hell is this? Right. And I'm looking, and, you know, I'm looking at the location. It has like a drop. A pin? Um, a pink, right? She left on Saturday morning to go do a little Pilates. Okay. She does Saturday morning, goes to a little studio not too far. So she took the car. And we only have one car right now between the two of us. Long story. One car. Okay. So she takes a car. So I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, huh? What's going on here? So I get a call from her mom and is like, hey, same thing. Hey, I got this this message. So anybody who's on her emergency contact list, they sure. get the message. So then I walk down over to her Pilates studio and, you know, cars parked there normal. I poke my head in and there she is just doing a regular workout. I'm like, cool. So everything's good. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, when you put your phone, because she, when she put her phone, I guess she, like, put it in a certain way where all the buttons were being pressed and just send out an emergency message. Every contact that was in her emergency thing got this emergency SOS with the pin of where she is, right? And I think it even dials, if I'm right, it even will dial the police if you don't, you know, change no it up kidding. or anything. And she's just out there, just stretching, doing her thing. Everything's fine. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So were you okay? I have a lot of questions. Were yeah. you were you the only one that showed up, or were there a line of people like, um, Lady Slee? Is everything okay? I got the I'm, message that you're trapped at Pilates. Um, what's going? I'm on? the only one. I'm the only one who showed up because once her mom called me and I was like, hey, let me go figure this out. And they live, you know, all the way out in like Hacienda Heights, so it's you know obviously much further. So once I got there, the dust settled. I was able to call and say, hey, guys, everything, abort mission. It's not the abort, least bit scary. I'm sure, I'm sure your heart wasn't racing at all. As, <laughs> listen, you, as you were walking to Pilates, I'm sure everything was like, yeah, it's, it's no big deal. I'm sure it's yeah, nothing. No, just a nice Saturday stroll. So, by the way, and then, you know, she still had like 15 minutes left in her class. So she had no idea what was going on. She's just like, oh, nice. How sweet. How, no, how sweet. Look, he's just showing up to say I hi. I'm home with you. I just thought we'd take a nice little So That's terrifying. Did, did, okay. I didn't, I didn't even random. know that there is like emergency contacts in your iPhone. Do you have to like program that? Speci- is it your favorites list? Like how does how does that work? I've never done that. If I no idea. If I go to Pilates and mm-hmm. put my phone in a weird yep. spot and everybody and all the buttons get pressed, I don't think anybody's showing up. I don't and, think- in and out in Orange County will be yeah, called. Much that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the only person's gonna know. Hey, you know that guy that's here like really way too frequently. He's sending out a distress signal. All right. Uh, 
Frank Vogel is officially out. We 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 knew it yesterday. Uh, Woj tweeted it out yesterday that the Lakers were going to fire him about one second after the game ended. It is now official that he is out, and now the Lakers need to go find themselves a new coach. Lee, and, and you said it a minute ago. I think we're going to get a pretty good idea on what their vision is based on who they hire for this next head coach. All right, so let let me add some context to this because the email that was sent out, you know, making it official that the Lakers part way with Frank Vogel. I'm going to read off a quote here. This is from Palenka. I have tremendous amount of respect for Frank both on and off the court. Uh, He goes on to say Frank is a great coach and a good man. We'll forever be grateful to him for his work in guiding us to the 2019-2020 NBA championship. This is an incredibly difficult decision to make, but one we feel is necessary at this point. All of us here wish Frank and his wonderful family all the best for the future. Palenka apparently will be doing a Zoom session at noon today. So he'll obviously address the Lakers season. He'll address the firing of Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Um, You know, I got to be honest with you with everything. We got a chance to hear from Brahan a little bit earlier. Anthony Davis, we got a chance to hear from him yesterday. Russ will come later this afternoon. The person I'm most interested to hear from is Rob Palenka. I really am. That's that's the one person that, um, you know, we always say it starts at the top. And I'm not telling you, of course, I think it is. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is why it's on his shoulders more than anybody else. Of course, Jeannie Buss, she is the governor of the Los Angeles Lakers. At the end of the day, she's going to make decisions that she thinks are in the best interest of the franchise, and that includes Rob Palenka. The reason why I, I, I think Palenka's at the top, whether, by the way, he's making that final decision or not, that's his responsibility and that's his role. So if LeBron James and Anthony Davis wanted to sign off on Russell Westbrook this past summer, and let's just say hypothetically Palenka didn't think it was a good idea, well, that's on Palenka. Palenka, that's, you know, however this pans out, that's on Rob Palenka. This upcoming summer, are you able to get rid of Russell Westbrook's contract and turn it into a couple role players, and yes, you're going to have to take longer deals, and you might have to give up some draft draft compensation? You have to then determine, well, by doing this, do we have a shot with these new players that are going to go? Is it more of what it looked like a year ago mm-hmm. or a year and a half ago because you got role players around LeBron and Anthony Davis those are all on Rob Palenka, and we don't get to hear from Rob, obviously, very often. I want his thoughts on this season. I want his thoughts on Coach Vogel. I want his thoughts on the roster. I want his thoughts on the offseason. That's going to come up at noon. Well, look, they need a breath of fresh air. That That's with this team. This team is stale. The organization is stale. They need to... Throw open the windows, open you know, let the sunlight in, let the nice cool breeze come through. They need to start over. You know, like when you get sick and you spend a couple of days in your room, you've been in bed, you feel terrible, you've been sweating yep. and fever, and you just—I think I know what you're going to say, right? And you you and you start to feel a little better, and you open up the windows, and open you, the damn window, walk outside, and get yeah. a little fresh air. It's like ah. Well, the Lakers have just gone through their flu, right? The, the 2022 season was a was a flu. They need to start over. They need a breath of fresh air because what they're trying to do is is run this back. This is what it feels like. And I'm not saying that it's easy to fix, but if they try to fix it on the fly at the cost of making the, the recovery last even longer, 
there's a you, you need to have somebody that is not part of that inner circle that's a part of the inner circle because they've been there for a really long time. Rob's been there for a minute. The Rambuses have been there for a minute. Uh, Jeannie obviously has been there you know, for her entire life, essentially. Um, you got Magic, who clearly has some influence in the organization, sure. and he's offering his opinion as well. These are all people that have been part of the last 10 years or so that have not been very good. Okay, It is not minus the championship a couple of seasons ago. This has been a decade of basketball for the Lakers that has been bad. Full stop. It's been bad, okay? Minus one season. So the idea that the guys that have put together the last 10 years of bad basketball are all of a sudden going to find a way to put together a year of good basketball, I'm not terribly optimistic on this. Now, you can bring in people from other organizations, a new perspective, but if you keep going back to that same cadre of people that are constantly telling you the same thing and constantly coming at it from their same points of view, which and we're all guilty of it, right? It's, not, I mean, it's very difficult to see things from a new angle when you've been doing something for such a long time. Sure. They need fresh eyes. They need a breath of fresh air. And I don't know if that means you just scrub the whole thing. I don't know if that means that you bring somebody over everybody else and say, this is the new guy. But I'm getting a whole bunch of we're going to do the same thing again and expect a different result vibes on this. It just does not feel like it's fresh and new and crisp with all of the same people in the mix. Well, if they if the game plan was if it was decided that and I think the Vogel thing might tell you the first that that might be the first step of no, we know we can't do it the exact same. We know that the last you could call it the last three, four years and for you not to have optimism moving forward, you're not wrong, right? They have to convince you that, no, no, no. We have a pulse of what's going on. We know exactly what we're doing. We have a game plan that we understand and we execute. Everybody is following the lead. And I can't sit here and tell you that that's the case. That's why I put so much I put so much stock on this off season. You know what I mean? Like, I think – Every step of the way, they try to restructure the organization, they restructure the roster, they bring in a new head coach. Every piece is going to tell you a little bit of something. And we're we're either going to feel good about where they are three months from now, or we're going to say, yeah, this thing is is going to be a problem for years to come. All right, so... Anthony Davis has an idea of what he thinks they could do moving forward, what he thinks the pieces might be able to accomplish. We'll hear from him and what he had to say. Plus, Lee, I want to get what the Laker fans think about all of this. 877-710-3776. Frank Vogel is out. Do you feel better about where the Lakers are today than they were yesterday? Do you feel better about what this team's going to look like, like Alan said a minute ago, three months from now? Or do you have a little bit more of a foot on the brake the way that I do? Because I'm just, if the same people are putting together the same thing, why would it be any different? That's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN and ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
It might be day one of the Laker offseason, but it's been a it's been a busy one. Jeez. Uh, he's out. The Laker head coach, Frank Vogel, or former Laker head coach, Frank Vogel, is no longer here. Uh, they're going to figure somebody out. LeBron has already had his uh, exit meetings. And were those exit meetings they did yesterday with Anthony Davis and Carmelo Anthony? Can you have an exit meeting before the season has exited officially? Is that a thing you would do now? Trudell even mentioned it. He said something to the effect, I know we still have one game left, but – you know, that's how that's how it all started. It was kind Trudell of bar. Got some good TV time on the Dodger game on Saturday, by the way. Just, oh, did he? Yeah, just putting that out there. Oh, he yeah, that's right. They team. were on the road. Him, him they and were... Billy Mack. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, I, I I think the so we already got a chance to hear from LeBron. Well, I'm curious to hear from Russell Westbrook a little bit later today. You know, it's funny with the Bron piece of this, and AD was yesterday with the Bron piece of this. I tried, from a question perspective, I tried asking him, okay, give me some positives, you, AD, and Russ, and then give me some stuff that stuck out to you also that maybe this wasn't the best fit with the three of you guys together. And he, you know, went through the positives. Russ can push tempo. Him and AD could throw lobs based upon screen and rolls, things like that. You know what he harped on with the other part of it? Mm. Didn't play enough together. 21 games together. He said, I've played with high school teammates more than I played with these guys. And that has been the theme of the whole offseason. And I'm not telling you that LeBron is supposed to say, hey, this was a bad fit. I'm not telling you that he's supposed to say that. He complimented Russ on how often he's available, how's a guy that's always there, always ready to go every single night. But if you told me next season that the Lakers have Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis all again together and they're rolling the ball back out – my man, you tell me how any of this changes. Well, okay, so this depends on whether or not LeBron James is being polite or whether he's being serious. Because if he's being serious, we've got a huge problem. If he's, he's being polite. If, if he's got to be polite. If he's being polite, that's fine. If he's just being a, a nice guy and he doesn't want to, you know, at the, at the heels of the worst season of his career, that he doesn't want to say, listen, this was a bust from the start, I get it, fine. But we should all cross our fingers and toes and everything else and hope that he's being polite because if he's being sincere, if he's saying, look, we just didn't get enough time, and he's going to go into that room with whoever else is in there, whether it's the new coach, the GM, the team president, the Rambuses, whoever, Magic, who's ever in charge of making these decisions, and again, that's the problem. We don't know exactly who it is. And he says, look, we just need more time together. They are cooked before they've even walked into the kitchen because while, yes, 21 games is not a lot. Did any of those 21 games make you think that they were on to something? Was there any point in the whole season no. where it felt like – No. No. So why why would we ever do it again? No. Why would we ever hope that these three – and it's not that they're going to do it because they like it. They're going to they do it because they have to, mm-hmm. that they can't move any of these people or that they don't – you know, Russ is going to opt in for his money. And, by the way, I would too. Who wouldn't? Of course. For, for that amount of money. Mm-hmm. But – the odds of moving him, what felt like, yeah, you can do it. it, it there's just not a lot of landing places for him. And it's, it, it's a really tough putt for whoever you're bringing in as the coach because coaching LeBron James is challenging. And coaching Anthony Davis, I'm sure, is challenging because you never know when he's going to be there. You never know when he's on. Russell Westbrook's at a point in his career where he may just be, you know, a guy that makes a lot of money but isn't an impact player. Good luck pitching that to somebody. There was, uh, there was an article that came out, Sham Sharania, The Athletic. And this was, we give a little credit here to Eric Pincus um, a couple different times has talked about different scenarios. Why would another team be interested in going to get Russ? Want me to give you an example? I I actually have a good example for you, okay? 
this is what I think it would take, and this is weighing a team weighing other options too. Like, do you really want to help the Lakers? I don't think many teams are lining up to help the Lakers. Indiana Pacers are going on, uh, hey, we want to go young. We want to give Tyrese Halliburton. We want to give Chris Duarte. We want to give some of these guys a chance. We want to just go young and, and do a legitimate rebuild. They have three years left on Malcolm Brogdon's contract. They have two years left on Buddy Hill's contract. They're going to be teams potentially like the Pacers that say, we can take Russ for one year and wipe our books clean as we do this rebuild. We're going to also ask for draft compensation from the Lakers as well. And the Lakers can look at it as we have to take on a three-year contract of a good player. I like Malcolm Brogdon. And a good player in Buddy Heald, two years of a contract. You take a couple bad contracts off our books I that we it. want nothing to do I with. I hate it. And we'll, in exchange, take your Russell Westbrook for your final year so then we could wipe our hands clean. I hate that. That specifically I don't like, and that generally I don't like. Because, because Buddy Heald and Malcolm Brogdon are not good enough players to go become the, the two best players on a championship team. They're, they're, nice, they're nice players. They're not, they're not bums. But the Lakers need to start over. Stop chasing the mistake you've already made. The They're mistake not going to start over. The, the mistake you made is in making the Russell Westbrook deal. The mistake you made is in going and getting a bunch of older guys that didn't live up to expectations. The mistake you've made is thinking that Anthony Davis, and by the way, a lot of people made this mistake, thinking that Anthony Davis was your future as the best player on a championship team. That's not going to happen. LeBron James is going into year 20. To try and patch holes in the boat, for another season is a t- the boat is well, sinking. Let it go down and build a new boat. Okay, so what what are you suggesting? I'm suggesting that they wipe this thing clear. That How do you, you wipe this thing clear? That you get a new coach, you get a new GM, you get new counselors, you get other than maybe one or two people that are your most informed and successful people at this. We start. Over and, and what do you do with the roster? The, well, first of all, most of them are going to be gone, right? Other than LeBron, LeBron's coming back. I don't think that, and AD's coming back. That's going to be what I'd say, eighty-five, ninety-five percent that he's coming back. Russ is probably somewhere in the sixties or seventies that he's coming back. My point is, you don't even worry about the roster. Next year is a sunk cost. You already blew it. AD's a bust. Russell Westbrook is a bust, and I'm not talking like historically. I'm saying for what you – and if he's not, great. Then if, if Anthony Davis bounces back and all of a sudden he's a great player again, hallelujah, I'll believe it when I see it. He has never proven to me that he's that guy. He had, he had a great season, but all the other ones have been pretty typical. So why are we hoping that the thing that has basically never happened is going to happen at this point in his career, and you're going to bring in a bunch of other guys that don't get you closer to the rebuild in the first place? Go through another year where it's really, really tough and start over. So the strategy then is not it's not uh, it's not Next, blow it up. But, but what you're not you're not saying blow it up. What you're saying is. Basically, bring the three back, eat the contract for one more year. That's what you're saying. That's it. Because I just don't see how you surround that core with something that makes a lot of sense with the the moves you have. They have 130 million tied up in three guys. I I don't think you can. I I would find it nearly impossible for them to decide next season that LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russ are going to be. They might not have a choice. That's that's the part. But But the the, the choice they have, though, Al, is is to just say, listen, this isn't going to be great. Yep. This isn't what we want, but the fact of the matter is if we chase it again, 
the next good team might be in 2036 instead of 2029, 2028. That you know what changes all that? Pushing it further away to try to fix it in the short term, nothing long term ever gets fixed. You know what changes all that? What changes all that is Bron is. I, I just don't I don't see it possible. I don't see it possible that the Lakers look at their situation and say, "Yeah, you know what? Um we're going to we're, we're done with all this. We're going to stop trying to find a way to compete, maybe to coach, maybe go out and get a couple other role players." I don't find them rolling the ball out with the same team. I really don't, especially Braun you can at this stage the, of his career. The, the 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 supporting cast, but those three guys are coming back. It's not going to be good enough and they got to think about what's coming after that. That's the goal in Travis's mind. That's the goal is the season after next season when you can kind of all right, let's start this thing over. Let's go to Santa Monica and Habib. Habib, you're on with Trav and Slee. What's up? Yes. Uh, all right. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? All right. I, look, these Lakers are pitiful. The first thing I want to say is everybody gives LeBron James a break. This is LeBron James' fault. You guys always give him the benefit of the doubt. This Why wouldn't LeBron. you? LeBron signed off on every deal. Rob would not have signed Westbrook. If, if LeBron James would have said, no, I don't want this guy. And the next thing is, Westbrook should not even be here. We should have Laurie, the point guard that's with the Heat right now. But they did not want to give up that sorry dude, Tucker, who hasn't done anything. And the next thing is, Anthony Davis. If I was a GM, I would have traded that guy when his stock was high. I would have called. Okay. Hold, I, I want to jump in here, Hubby, because you bring up a lot of interesting points. But I, here, here's the problem. Anytime we're getting caught up in, well, Russell Westbrook never, guys, he's here. He's here. Okay. You can't unring the bell. It happened. Didn't work. It's what are we doing from here? Should he have come? No. Would Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan or Buddy Heald or any of the other names we saw have worked out better? Probably. Stop howling at the moon. It, it's, it's in the rearview mirror. It's over. What do you do from here? And can you get anything for Russell Westbrook? Nah, probably not. And if you can, it's pennies on the dollar. Do you, I would have traded uh, Anthony Davis at his peak. Well, they didn't, and now his value is probably as low as it has been in at any point in his career. So don't sell your asset at its absolute lowest. See if he can get more healthy. See if you can run it back out there. LeBron's going into year 20. It's You need to get good for the future, and the future is not next season. You need to figure out your plan, your vision, your coach, your picks. Trying to get one last gasp with these guys is a bad plan it will not work the idea and the concept a year ago was you don't want russell westbrook you want role players right you don't need a third star so explain to me how next season if that opportunity is there where they can go get role players again listen i don't know what's going to happen with russell westbrook Mm -hmm. but you're basically going back to a similar game plan that you had a year ago my game plan for next year doesn't matter get him out don't get him out at the but cost. Russ, no, no, hold you're, on. You're saying finish. both on, no, on both sides. No, That's no, why I'm not. getting a little confused What, on what I'm saying is don't try to move him so you get worse the years after he's gone. Take it on the chin next year. You blew it. You missed it. It happens. You made a bad deal. It's It happens. But don't make another bad deal to cover for a bad deal in an attempt to get out of a bad deal, which could make you make another bad deal down the line. Realize, look, I know I say this all the time. Do what the Rams did. They realized it wasn't good enough with Jared Goff. They'd just given him $100 bucks. There's There are not a lot of teams in that league that are going to say, hey, listen, hundred. we just gave him $100 million. We can't fire him. The Rams said, watch us. 
and they did it, and they made a move. Admit that you made a mistake. Let the mistake I, expire. I don't know if anybody's arguing. Keep it that. moving. I don't know if anybody's arguing. No, they're that saying they made a move Russell Westbrook. Get him. Get get. Who did you see? Well, of Malcolm course Bond. they're gonna. Of, of course they're gonna try to move Why? Russell Westbrook. To do what? To win forty games next year and get bounced in the first round again? What's the point of that? What do you if get you out th- of that? If you, if you think bringing back Russell Westbrook is a good idea, it's then not. we're just we're, we're on two different pages. It's, it's two bad ideas. That's the the worst idea is to get him out and pay draft picks. I'm going to go. I'm going to go back players. to this. I'm going to go back to this. What they do this off season is obviously going to be a critical moment for Palenka. You're not wrong in saying that. Hey, the situation that they're in, you're only going to make a problem worse. That's that's the the message I think that you're yes. trying to send. This is already a, an issue. By trying to correct it, you're going to hurt yourself even more. Exactly right. Other teams are going to sit there and try to take, obviously, advantage of the Lakers and knowing that they're in a desperate situation where Braun is, where AD is in his career. I just don't think you could stand Pat. I really don't. I don't think you could stand Pat. You're going to be bad for a long time because the same people making bad decisions will continue to make bad decisions. They might be bad for a long time, period. Because they, 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 they keep really trying to do a short-term fix for something that is a long-term problem. And the long-term fix is get them out and start with new people. I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about the people that pick the players. But I'm you're talking making about it, the people that coach the players. Start over. This is the only thing I disagree with. I think your narrative that you have in mind about this Lakers team and this franchise, you're too quick to say – well, don't tell me about that championship a year and a half ago. You have, that has to be part of the story is that championship. And then the story last season of saying, well, AD was injured. I think the AD injured in the first round is part of the story. This year to me was the colossal, colossal failure. I don't think they just stand pat and say, well, let's it's, try it again. It's not standing pat for the last time. It's preparing for the future. This is the same thing that we Trav, talked they've about already, with the Dodgers. They've all, they've, they have already, if, if the conversation is, what is the Lakers' future, they have by far already messed with that part of it. I don't know if looking at one offseason, thinking that that's going to be the difference of the next three, four years down the road. All right, we're going to take some phone calls on this coming up in just a little bit, but Factor Cap is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
So, Funch, Emily is uh, enjoying her long weekend, so mm-hmm. you are in the factor cap seat. What do you I, have for I wish today? I had a long weekend. She sent some, uh, what she get, some, some chowder. <laughs> she was out somewhere getting some food. Yes, she was. All right, guys, fact or cap. Since Great you won analysis. The, <laughs> since you won a scoring title this year, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid deserves to win MVP. I... Th- there, there's like this is a great MVP race, Slee. Yeah, it is. Because All there, big men too. There are three guys that have a really honest claim to it, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to argue Embiid, you're not wrong. If you want to uh, argue Giannis, you're not wrong. If you want to go back to back for the Joker. You're not wrong that all three of those guys are kind of in the mix. I don't know if anybody has distinguished themselves from the others. So, sure, Embiid can be the MVP, but if he finishes third, it also doesn't feel like he got hosed either. It's a, it's a, it's a great season and a weird season simultaneously. So he's pushing for it, too. He's lobbying. Yeah. He's trying to uh, – them and Milwaukee have the same record, but Philly's going to end up in the number four spot. By the way, uh, just a quick little side note here. You see this yesterday. So Boston, if, if Milwaukee would have won their game – or Boston would have lost, they'd have had Brooklyn in the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. Or not in the playing tournament, in the first round if Brooklyn handles Cleveland. Milwaukee was like, we want none of that. They sat everybody. Boston played all their guys, were up on Memphis by like 30, basically telling Brooklyn, just come Bring to it. town. Yeah. We'll be in Boston. Come when you're ready. Milwaukee will get Chicago in the first round, which is reeling. I get the whole bring it thing. Part of me is like, Milwaukee, that's a better strategy. Um let me just highlight this on Jokic. He didn't have Jamal Murray, and he didn't have Michael Porter Jr. virtually all season long. Those are two key players. I know they're sixth place in the Western Conference, but just from a, a basketball perspective, they're only two, three games behind what Milwaukee and what Embiid and the Sixers did. Yep. I really value what he accomplished having a couple of his key players out. I think I would lean a little bit more toward Jokic. That, that's a great reason why he should be the pick. There, you know, you could also say that Giannis has played at a high level all season long, been the most consistent. There, there's, a, there's a case to be made for all these sets. I wonder if, Can't go wrong. if the fact that Jokic just won and, Could hurt him. That, and that Giannis won a couple of years ago, and then Embiid has not gotten one, if that doesn't elevate Embiid to the top of the list. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, when Carmelo beat out MJ that one year. Well, they, they, it kind of gets like that, yeah, right? The storyline is better than, you know. Whether it's LeBron. Started giving it to Nash. Right. Yeah. LeBron or, or Michael Jordan or Kobe or any of these guys. It's like, oh, well, they've already got one, or in, in the case of LeBron and, and MJ, multiple ones. Let's just give it to somebody else. But Maybe that, that's, that's Embiid's edge. That's why the MVP thing to me is so confusing. Because there's no, there's no one set of standards or rules that dictates who the MVP is. And there is no question about it, an exhaustion of LeBron hasn't won it in eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that tell you something that eight or nine years? LeBron in Miami, prime LeBron, wasn't winning MVPs. I think he got one there, something like, or maybe he got two. But nonetheless, I, I don't even know what the rules are for MVP. They got three good choices this year. What's next, Funch? All right, guys. Uh, planning a vacation is the worst part of having a vacation. I think that's caps, Lee. I planning a vacation is arguably a lot of a lot of the fun, right? Where do you want to go? How many days do you want to spend? Where are you gonna Where are you gonna stay? Where are you gonna eat? What activities are you gonna do? Are you gonna go to more than one place? Like kind of putting all the pieces together. Out. Really it's stressful for you? Maybe it's because yeah. I don't do it. Susan just says, "Do you want to do this or that?" I'm like you yes. just go, right? You just uh, go where she tells no. you to go, right? That's I just awesome. have to say yes or no to some things. That's all. You just took all the credit, but. I could definitely see you just kicking so, back, okay. drinking a martini, not worrying about it at all, and just literally saying yes or no. Here, here's what it was. We were sitting there. We have our 25th wedding anniversary this uh, summer, 
Okay, so we were thinking, you know, let, let's go take a trip. Let's go celebrate it. 25 years. We made it this far. Let's uh, let's go do something. And we were awesome. talking about all the different places we could go. We didn't really land on anything, but I had a great time just talking about the different places we may ultimately end up. Now, she's going to have to go to the trouble of booking everything. But uh, I had a wonderful time. You did your part. I, I did. I, I had okay. some great suggestions. Let me say this, and I've done this before, international flights, uh, places just within a couple hundred miles of, of L.A., I procrastinate. I wait till the last second. But part of me, it's not, it's, I'm not trying to procrastinate, but you know how sometimes you feel like, okay, I got other things that I'm worried about. When it's time, I will make it happen. I will set it up. Remember when I I mentioned this to you? When I went to La Paz, I booked La Paz two days before we left to La Paz. (laughs) I remember you were, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you this is a genius strategy. I'm just saying that sometimes you wait till the end. There is a little bit of, you know, it's uh, it's a nuisance, but ultimately at the end of the day, everything always works out. Okay, I have a question for all three of you guys. Should we, me and Susan, 25th anniversary coming up in September. Congratulations, man. Thank, thank you, thank you. Should we go somewhere that we've been before that we know we love and we're almost guaranteed to have a wonderful trip again, or do you go something and try something totally new and potentially risk it being something underwhelming? All right, this is this depends what kind of person you are. Because if you do end up going somewhere else and you don't embrace it, because there's some people that say, hey, I'm good. No matter what, I'm with my lady. We're going to make it a great time. But if that's not you and you're going to be complaining about, well, we should have went there, we should have went there, then no, no, maybe you go No, no, not complaining, but just all of a sudden you go and the food's not very good. It's just, it's just not a great trip. It, you know, we've all been on vacations that are better than others, right? Sometimes they're perfect and awesome. And then sometimes it's like, yeah, that, you know, I wouldn't go there again. I wouldn't do this again. Yeah. I say you go where you've been. Just have fun again. Go where you roll. Were on your honeymoon. That's what she wants to do, oh, yeah, and, do and I'm I'm okay that, with that 100%. too. That's why you roll, it's more romantic if you go someplace. You know, roll, roll the dice, bro. Just roll the dice. <laughs> All right, you guys. Either win or you fall flat on your face. One of the two is going to happen. All right, guys. I, I, got a, I got a couple more here. Alternate jerseys should never exist in sports. Um, alternate jerseys should not. I'm okay with them. I'm, I'm fine. A lot of people get caught up. The only thing that I don't want to see is when the Thunder and the Grizzlies play each other and they're both wearing white, and then the one <laughs> team, one squad has to go change their jersey. People get very passionate about jerseys. They get very, very passionate yeah, about jerseys. But don't you think some of those alternate jerseys are just I think ugly? Fudges is one of them. Is this ugly, you know? Well, okay. So I think it matters. You're not going to bat 100. The, the, it I matters. I mean, 1,000. Uh, the, the team matters, right? If you're the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Lakers, I don't need an alternate uniform. That's what I'm there, saying. That's what I'm saying. Their stuff the is Celtics so got one. Iconic, right? Yeah. The, the, I, I, the, the Laker uniform that they don't wear nearly enough, in my opinion, are the road purples. I know that yeah. they wear them at home every once yeah, in a while, yeah, but yeah, there yeah. are so many different versions. I just like those teams that have iconic. If you're the Tampa Bay Rays or the Colorado Rockies, mix it up all you want. I don't really care. Like, I'm, not, I'm not too crazy about this, the Lakers Sunday Whites. Those are okay, but I, look, the Lakers, purple on the road, yellow at home. I get exactly. it. I get the marketing aspect of it all, but for the, the really blue blood teams like the Lakers and the, and the Dodgers and the Yankees, home gray or home whites, road grays, let's keep it moving. A lot of times, you know, franchises are trying to be cute. They're trying to just do something a little different. Instead of trying to fix the product on the court or on the, on the field, they think that coming up with a new jersey, everybody's going to love it. This is great. The reality is, I think for someone like myself, I, I do have my preferences, but if they're rocking a different color jersey, I'm not going to sit there for four hours and say to myself, this is the worst game I've ever seen because of the jersey. Funches. 
That will be Leave me alone, okay? Leave me alone. All right, got one more, guys. A filet mignon is your favorite cut of a steak. Uh, it's cap for me. I'm a, I'm a more of a strip guy. If I'm going to a nice steak place, um, I'm going to get the, the strip. That's the cut. I, I, a filet doesn't have enough fat. Right, that's yeah, why and they, it's also sometimes it's so small. They're small, but they, sometimes they'll wrap it in bacon because they need a little fat. Oh yeah, right? yeah, 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 little, yeah. Fillet is very, very lean. Which, if that's what you're going for, that's fine. It's very tender. It's a wonderful steak to eat for sure. But if you want more of that flavor, you got to get a little fat in there. And I'm going to go with the uh, the strip for me. I, I already know what Al's answer is. Yeah, it's the ribeye. Yeah, yeah. This never goes wrong for me. No, it's it's a good the choice. The best man. It never goes wrong me the way. Um, it's been a little bit since I went to a nice restaurant, got a little ribeye. That's a that's a fantastic idea. I think Funch just put something in my head there. Go for lunch. Have a have a, a forty eight ounce ribeye yep. for lunch and take and whatever John Candy ate in the Great Outdoors. The old get, one of, get one of those. It's the old ninety six. <laughs> There's right. nothing left on that plate but fat and grizzle. <laughs> oh, I love the Great Outdoors. <laughs> you got one more. I got one more. I think I got one more. Uh, spring is the best of the four seasons. Spring is the best of the four seasons. Al. Spring, the best of the four seasons. So I, I used to, I think I'm starting to kind of churn here, which is really weird. No, I think it's actually the same. Fall is my favorite time of the year. That's my favorite time of the year. You know, I, I could sit here and argue, and I, I, I think fall is just because the weather's starting to get better. It's starting to get a little bit cooler. You're out of the, you know, just the, the miserable months of July and August where it's just way too hot. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just way too hot. But sports is back. There's something about the fall, and you got your football, and you got your NFL, and you got your college, and baseball is going to go into the postseason. And I'm I'm a fall guy. It's the fall here, but in other places it's the summer, right? Because the summer, you, if you have to go through the winter in a place like where Taylor is from in Iowa, where there's like real winter and it's freezing and there's snow on the ground, all of this thing finally going away in the warm weather, you can be outside, you can do all those things. I get why summer is appealing to people that grow up where it's cold, but here. When it's always either perfect or hot, get rid of the hot and give me perfect in the other three seasons. So, yeah, summer as a kid is the winner, but any of the other three here the rest of the year is the uh, correct answer. I'll go with you, Slee. Football season in the fall. All right, we've got a lot it. of Laker fans who uh, are on the line about what they should do next, about what direction they should go with their coaching. And they got a lot of people they want to blame, Slee. That's all coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. You may have missed your calling as an attorney, Al. You had you had some real courtroom presence there at the beginning. You had you had the you had the entire room in the palm of your hand. You had them. You just needed to get them across the finish line. Got a lot to learn. I got a lot to learn as an attorney. Your first trial. I would be. That's right. <laughs> the first. I'll be going into law. Can you imagine that? By the way, just law school. I feel like I just get for for those who have the ability to make it happen and to do it and the amount of school that they have to go into and. It just seems like such a difficult field. Here, here's the problem with law school, medical school, you know, getting an MBA, any of these sorts of things. You have to be smart. Advanced you have to be smart. It's not the smart that scares me. You have to do the work. My entire academic career was based on I'm smart enough to get a good grade in this class without doing the work. I do, as long as I just show up and kind of listen. Are you looking down on my degree of communications? If you worked hard at it, yes, I am. If you just kind of showed up and went through the motions, then welcome aboard. 
because that's kind of the. That's why the way we get along. Goes. That's right. That's why we get along. Like like law school. That seems like you'd have to do the homework. You'd have to read the assignments. A lot going on here. The cases. There'd yep. be a lot of things going on. I'd wing it. I just kind of <laughs> walk in. <laughs> walk in, take the bar exam. Uh, what, what do I do? What, what's sure, you're in the. Law? You're in the wrong courtroom. Oh, my, my apologies. My apologies. ESPN, I'm two doors down. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. You know how um, at Rams games, home games, when I'm doing the show out there with Kirk and people come by and ask me about Ashley's and I like to jot down their names yeah. and give them a little shout out? I regret not doing that on Friday. Because a lot of people came out, and a lot of people seem to be having a really good time. I'm incredibly grateful. I know you are, too, for everybody that came out on that. I did kind of sit here and brainstorm, though. I was able to remember a few people, so I want to give – and this is no disrespect to anybody that I'm not mentioning because we met a bunch of people along the way. But Dana from Temple City, he had his whole crew out at, at one of the tables. Shout out to you and your friends for coming out. Philip from Riverside came all the way out with mm. Riverside with his wife, and she said, yeah, he was coming with me or without me. But, That's awesome. Uh, she came along as well. Uh, Amy from Pasadena, of course, was the one that we, uh, we – we, she's won a couple of prizes on our show. And then Sanjay, who rode his bike in, he checked in for us as well. So it was a great day. So Gilbert really and Glendale Gilbert, he came yep. out as well. Yep. Francis was there. Mm-hmm. Um, there. There were a lot of regulars there, and I am very grateful for everybody. And we should do it more often, Slee. We, we should make uh, our – Big E. Big E big was e another was, one that came way, out. Big E is a very good name for that guy. That is a yeah. big dude. Yeah. That guy – I don't like it when guys are bigger than me. I don't like it when they get up out of their chair. I'm like, well, this is no fun at all. This guy's like six foot five and in good shape. It's a bad deal. I need I need guys – that don't look like that. When he introduced himself, I was like, why is Trap putting his shoulders <laughs> out more? He had a taco hat, too. <laughs> why is it? That's right. You kept telling him. Yeah. Well, that's the coolest thing right there. Yeah. It was pretty good. You, you don't seem as, as excited about going back out to the people again as I do. I think we, let's do it tomorrow. No, no, no. Let's you tell me. I'm, I'm not kidding. It's, listen, it's the first time we've ever done it that way. Yeah. And the first time we've ever done live broadcast. I thought it was amazing. And I think just playing around the whole Dodgers had first pitch. Mason Island, we're going to do their show. That, that was a fantastic Friday. Great day. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Downey and Jason. Jason, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, guys. So I'm really upset over this firing. I know, you know, the, the Lakers have to have a fall guy, and it's going to be him. But in the words of Alan Slee, what, what, what are we doing here? Have we become that organization that just has the revolving door of head coaches? We haven't had a solid head coach since Phil. So it's like, you know, Trav, you said something about a breath of fresh air. We had that four years ago when LeBron came, when AD came. We had Vogel. We won a chip, and now we're back to square one. Totally unfair. And uh, last thing is for Asliwa, Big Al, now that the Lakers season is over, who is going to be your new man crush replacing Stanley Johnson? Have a great day. Bruised our Gratterall. I just go back to Eddie Jones. I just go back to Eddie. Eddie will always be my guy. You don't want to grab an angel or a Dodger for the next few months until camp opens or something? Do something. That's not bad. We'll go Julio. Julio's got some work to do. Yeah, go Julio on that He's front. too good, though. He, he's, he's front and center. You need, to get, you need to get a guy that's down the roster a little bit. I'll find it. Okay, let's go Lux. How about Lux? Perfect. Perfect. Good choice. By the way, off to a good start. He, he hit the ball pretty well this weekend. Or I should actually go Bellinger. Bellinger should always be my go-to no matter what. He had two hits yesterday, and he's still batting 160-something. So that's fun. And <laughs> yeah, two, Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Two hits yesterday. But the only reason why I kind of hesitated for a second, because Cody I have a connection with, so I feel like Cody would be the right, the right choice all yeah. summer long just to be Cody. 
Bellinger right. becomes my guy. And, and just challenge it. When you when you have a moment, you're sitting at home by yourself trying to figure out what's happening, just drop into the Bellinger voice and let it rip. Yeah, and not even care whether he's hitting or not. That that's I'm committed to uh, Cody Bellinger. I, so, so Jason was just mentioning right there. Let me tell you why Coach Vogel is no longer the coach of the Lakers. And we, we want to sit here and talk about what happened a year and a half ago. It's incredibly fair to do so. And then we want to talk about last season, how the Lakers – got kicked out of the first round, but a lot of that's going to be primarily because Anthony Davis wasn't there. That's the thought process. That's the conversation. I think a lot of people felt much more comfortable with last year's roster, obviously, than they did with this year's roster. The reason why I think Vogel is not here starting on April 11th and the Lakers are not a playoff team, it's not that it's all on his shoulders. Nobody's saying that it's all on his shoulders. Trav, you can't go 33 and 49. No. that that that's That to me is... It's not that they exactly. lost in the first round or the second round. They went 33-49. and 49. There are four teams, five teams total, that make the playing tournament in the West. The Lakers are associated with the Kings, the Blazers, the Thunder, and the Houston Rockets. You can't have that drastic it's of a change company. and not to expect some kind of change to happen in the season. It didn't. It, this wasn't a shocker either. I think people were anticipating this for months. Two things can be true at the same time. It wasn't his fault, and he had to go. But both of those things can be true at the same time. And I don't want to say it wasn't his fault at all, but the problems for the Lakers were much more foundational than they had a coach that kind of lost the team in the middle of the year and they didn't play hard every night. That Both of those things are true. The problem is the, I don't think anybody could have made that team a successful team. Now, he, he didn't, so he has to pay the ultimate price, and it's important. The number one thing, whether, Jason, what you're talking about that I said a minute ago, let's freshen this up. Throw open the windows, get some sunlight in there, get a fresh breeze blowing through there. Do not listen to the same people giving you the same things. Do not listen to the same people saying, we'll fix it again, we'll fix it again. Well, you haven't fixed it up until this point. And she's talking about the, the revolving door of coaches that the Lakers have had over the last 10, since Phil Jackson. I don't know, how, how far does that go back? Sleep? 10, 12 years, something like that? When he leaves, 2013, something oh, like so that? 10. Okay, so call, call it 10 years. That whole era of Laker basketball post-Phil Jackson has been filled with far more bad seasons than good ones. Far more. And, it's, and, and so you've challenged who, who's You'll know this better than I am. Since Phil Jackson, who's been the coach of the team? So Phil Jackson, 2010-2011. Okay. Is, uh, is that right? Was Phil a final so, year, 2010-2011? When the so, Mavs won the finals, yeah, because they eliminated the Lakers. That's right, in the first round. So you've, we've had Luke Walton. We've had Frank Vogel. Who else has been in the mix since then? Um, since he left? Yeah. All right, so the list, and I'm going to just, because I know there's a long list here. Mike Brown. Okay. Uh, Bernie Bickerstaff. Okay. Mike D'Antoni. Okay. Byron Scott. Okay. Luke Walton. Okay. And Vogel. Okay, that's six people in ten years. Mm-hmm. Of those ten years, you missed the playoffs seven times. Mm-hmm. Was it all the coaches' fault? Or was it the guys that they're putting on the team? Or was it okay, the guys I, I, that it's in charge of pers- picking the person okay, that's I got supposed a question. to pick the team? You, I got you've a had question six for you. coaches in seven years. It's not the coach's fault. I got a question <laughs> for you. I think we're – I think you can't lump – I want to make sure the regimes – because you, you have to – there was two different front office regimes. Should you be lumping in – I don't think you should be lumping Palenka into – the Byron Scott, Mike D'Antoni, Bernie Bickerstaff, Mike Brown. I don't think you should be lumping lumping him into 
um, with, with okay. coaches that were there prior. Let, let, tell me why that's a bad idea coming up next. Plus, a lot of Laker fans want to get in on everything that's happening today. Frank Vogel is out. Laker exit interviews are coming in. It's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.